0: All right. The ball guys are back. We got a fresh new podcast for you. And we come to you from Mankato, uh, Minnesota. That's uh, where we're at here at the uh, Alpha Radio Building uh, on Lee Boulevard here in uh, North Mankato, a suburb of Mankato, a suburb, a sister city, a twin city. I'm not sure. What do we call it? Uh, but we've had we've had quite um, a, a past few weeks here with our college hockey team. Minnesota State University, Mankato, which people seem to have trouble saying, much like I have trouble saying the, oh boy, the uh, Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center. Uh, we've had quite a, a hockey uh, few weeks here with our our college men's hockey team um, being in the NCAA tournament at the Frozen Four. They knock the Gophers out. They go to the championship game against Denver. They're 20 minutes away. 20 minutes away from a national and the wheels fall off. The wheels absolutely fall off in that game. They end up losing to Denver five to one. TJ was there. He was in Boston for the frozen four and uh, TJ just, I hate to, I hate to rip the scab off. I know you're going to do some healing. You're, you're, you're seeking some therapy for for this, but, Oh my God, describe what it was like. I mean, just being there with all those Maverick fans, and there was a, a pretty big contingent from what I hear.
1: Right, yeah, as well, it's mostly my vocal cords that are recovering from, from the weekend because <laughs> okay. we were loud and yeah. we were proud and we were there in numbers. Boston is a fun city no matter what you're there for, but when you're there to try to win a national championship, uh, if you're there to try to get past the semifinals, if you're there to just try to get into that game on saturday and really make your weekend worth it you know you're going to be there you're going to be loud and, and i was super impressed with the maverick turnout and yeah you, you're right thursday against the gophers i had more anxiety going into that game than i did going into saturday's game uh you know it's it's you come all the way out here to play the gophers it's kind of like being a hockey parent you know if you live in mankato and new Almouth 26 to 7 miles away and you drive all the way to breezy point up north to play in a tournament and you end up playing a team from just down the road it was that sort of feeling like we're all going out there we are all going to support this team and holy cow, the the number of people in purple on my airplane alone at 5 30 in the morning i was super surprised with and then all of the the you know obviously the, the game itself on uh thursday against the gophers couldn't have gone better for minnesota state that's what we wanted we wanted to take that next step after losing to st cloud last year uh, and then that made, obviously, wandering around the city and sightseeing on Friday a lot more fun. Oh, sure. Uh, Saturday, we uh, we did it all over again. There was a, a bar there that was kind of, you know, each school had their own kind of bar to get prepped for the game at that was near the stadium. Uh, ours was a bar called The Greatest Bar. It was actually a four-level bar, and MSU had the first two levels on Thursday, and the Gophers had the n- top two levels on Thursday so it was interesting to (laughs) to all be in that same building together but it was packed (laughs) just packed and then we went over to the game they did a a red carpet welcome for both games for both teams I was already inside watching Denver and Michigan for the first red carpet but the one on Saturday I mean the, the 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 area in front of TD Garden is you know they laid out the red the red carpet there's an escalator that goes up to the arena the buses pull up And Denver's bus pulls up first and there were, I felt like there were about five Denver fans out there and the players come off the bus. The boo birds are out everywhere. And then, uh, then MSU, MSU's bus pulls up, they walk off and it's like Mardi Gras, right? Just purple and gold everywhere. Stompers up on the balcony, just pumping his fist. The band is there playing. Everybody's screaming their heads off. You've got this, there's no way we're going to lose this game mentality going into the game, right? And then you go inside, and like you said, 40 minutes of hockey, one nothing is not a good enough lead. You had no. to do better there. Right. And get down to like the last 16 and some seconds, you know? And it'll always go down as a much uglier looking loss on paper. You know, you had some empty netters, but still... Right. Uh, It's not the outcome you wanted, but you still have to be super proud of this program, the steps they've made, where they got this year. It is a step forward um, and just a great time in Boston. Boston was a really good host city. And um, I think, you know, I've been to the last two pros and fours with my daughter. And my family gets jealous that we come home and talk about how fun it was. So we're already, you know, scoping out tickets for Tampa next year, regardless of what teams are there, because it's just so much fun if you're a hockey fan to be with all those hockey rubes, you know. And and there's nobody that travels better to a Frozen Four, sadly, than North Dakota. You know, they were a ton of green jerseys there, and they weren't even in the tournament. So it's just really fun. You meet people from everywhere. It was a real good experience. And like you said, yeah, we didn't come home with the result we wanted. That sting gets a little bit better every day. Uh, It's a long road to get back there next year, but I think everybody's up for it.
0: Uh, Spence, you were watching the game, what, at home, at a
2: bar? Where were you at? What was your reaction? I was at a friend's house and got the whole town, right? I mean, that, that, that was the cool part, like, all day long, even on Thursday, everywhere you went. Went to Quick Trip, Maverick stuff. Same thing on Saturday. Maverick stuff, Maverick stuff. The whole town glued watching this game, and the uh, people at whom, who are marginal hockey fans watched the game. why because they were representing our town, our community in this national championship game and it was, and hats off they did they had a fantastic season they represented our our town and their school perfectly. It just fell a little bit short, but it was exciting to watch it was like it was like watching a the, a Viking playoff game, you know, or maybe even more intense because the whole garage that we were at, you know, on edge and yes, oh, you're up and down and the emotions because, you know, the finality is if you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're coming second place, but it was a lot of fun. A tremendous tournament run for those guys. Just follow, you know, fell a little bit. Short. The only good
0: news, I guess, Gully, with the with the Mavs losing in that big game is some remote village in Guatemala just got like 30 boxes of t-shirts dropped off to say Mavericks national champions, right? <laughs> yeah. You're probably right about
3: that. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad. they didn't win, but you know, like everyone else is saying, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, I'm so proud of that program. What uh, coach Hastings and the, the other uh, personnel have been able to put together and uh, I have no, Doubt that they are going to continue to just recruit top shelf talent going forward. And, you know, I think we're going to be entertained by really, really good hockey for as long as as long as I'm around here.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's just such a good vibe. It's so much fun um, being at those games. And I think it'll just I I think what happened this year will just amp that up. At all the regular season games next year. I hope that's my hope because it's just a little too quiet there. Uh, in the past, I was used to going to, you know, Mariucci growing up in the, in the metro, being a suburbs kid. Uh, that was a tough ticket to get, man. When you went in there, that place was rocking from the yeah. get go. Yeah. And that's how a, a college hockey environment really should be. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, one of
1: the really cool things was between Thursday and Friday was the uh Hobie Baker presentation amongst all the other awards. Right. And so yeah. we're sitting at that same exact bar and it starts filling up and the band is there, too. They're up on the balcony and they're playing songs in the bar. There's about four Boston local people sitting in a booth and they don't know what's going on. And the place just falls silent as they're announcing the award winners. And these four guys are just yapping away and people are like, dude, I will give you $20 to just (laughs) shut up for a little (laughs) bit. And they had no idea what was happening. And, you know, and, and a couple people did kind of turn around and shush them because they were trying to videotape what was going on. And some of the stuff had kind of leaked out on Twitter ahead of time. So we knew that Dryden McKay didn't win the Richter. We were super confused about that. Right. And, uh, uh, we're like, well, there's always a chance at the Hobie Baker, man, you could have heard a pin drop in that bar. As they were getting ready to announce that, and I think the guy got out the the the, the sentence, and the Hopi Hobie Baker Award winner is dry, and and then right at that point, the whole place just erupted, and and those four guys I was standing right next to him, four, and me and my daughter, and the four guys were like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> you know, and uh, and we had to explain the whole thing to him. They had no idea. These guys just wandered into the wrong bar at the wrong time. And <laughs> yeah. but it was really fun, you know, that everybody in that bar was there and was pulling for Dryden McKay. And he finally got the Hobie Baker. And now it's really tough. Like you said, I, there's no doubt, like Gully said, no doubt this team's going to be real good for a long time and not, not have a tough time recruiting. But watching guys go, you know, yeah. watching. I, I mean, it's cool. And you want that for them, but at the same time, you're like, "Oh, that's a key part of our team gone. How are we going to replace him?" You know?
0: Yeah, that's a challenge at college hockey, and that's what's so amazing about what what Coach Hastings has done in his ten years. It's ten years, right, on the bench, yeah. 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 Um, to just have that consistency of twenty plus wins year in and year out, and and it's it's not like coaching a pro team. You can't sign guys for six, seven, eight years. There's that constant ebb and flow, and people coming and, and and going to to maintain that high high level of consistency. That's extremely difficult, and you have to appreciate what he's done.
1: That transfer portal might help that out a little bit for people that mm-hmm. want to come here now. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Well, I was convinced the Maverick hockey team was going to win on Saturday. I I really was. I was, and it's not just the Homer in me. Like I felt this was our year i just felt like it was fate or destiny or whatever you want to call it from the way the season started with all those tough remember those four games right out of the shoot right against really really quality teams and we just we killed it we did really well and then we played well the whole season 38 wins you guys yeah you got the uh the hockey day minnesota that goes off just so well, other than the weather, but even that's memorable, right? Sitting in a blizzard watching watching college hockey. That was crazy, but so much fun. You had Hockey Day, Minnesota. You had 38 wins. You had Dryden McKay, Hobie. we never had a Hobie Baker here before. Uh, we have Coach of the Year. I just, the way everything went, I really, beating the Gophers to get to the, the, the championship game. God, I was convinced. I was convinced, but you're right, TJ. You got it. You got to score more than one goal to win a national championship, and that that part was nerve wracking because you wanted to see him light the lamps some more.
1: Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you know, and a lot of people, I think, would agree that we're the better team. And again, I don't want to say that, you know, because I'm the homer, and like you said, the homer in me. But I really do feel like we were the better, more complete team. And when it's a one and done scenario, you just don't know what's going to happen.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah. Had best of
1: three might have been different, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: I was just going to say, had it been a best of three, I think we would have taken two out of three against those guys. But, oh well. So,
0: and there's no guarantee uh, what will happen next year. I mean, I think I think history has shown that, as I said, the coach puts together a good team year in and year out, despite the, the people that leave. But, man, replacing a Dryden-McCain goal is a tall order. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. So, what do you anticipate for next year? What do you got? Anybody can start here, but um, I, I think the fan interest and excitement level will be higher than it's ever been. But you got you got a lot of work to do to to field a team that that's going to be able to keep that excitement level up.
3: Right. Yeah, I don't even know who's waiting in the wings behind Dryden to be honest with you.
1: Well, Rance here uh is there he played a couple times this year he played uh up against Lake Superior State they lost but only i believe by one he played a good game he played a little bit um during hockey day i think but but everybody got their players in on hockey day i don't think he's a bad goalie um and and, and it, it's tough to be the next guy after yeah. Dryden McKay. Yeah, right? so whoever it is you know oh. you have to give the guy a little bit of a break until he gets in and and gets comfortable Um, there's also, I mean, McKay is a free agent. He technically has his COVID year left one more, right? I'm quite positive that he'll get some looks and get some calls and be able to go earn some money. But if for some reason that didn't happen, he could come back. Hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't see that happening, but he could, he could. (laughs) You're teasing us. Right. I know. I know. I hate that (laughs) dangle that out there, but. A possibility. Like, no, no, no. Ranciro's like, I got it. I got it, you guys. Yeah. You can do yeah. it. Hey, me- he's a good kid, too, and he's a good goalie.
0: <laughs> well, Spence, you've probably heard the rumors, and, and they give me a, a nervous colon when I hear them. And it even got brought up during the national broadcast, the fact that Mike Hastings is so successful and so well thought of in college hockey that I mean, he's going to be a guy that a lot of teams with openings are going to target. Does that make you
2: nervous? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of these Big 10 schools who have bigger budgets, right? Could come knocking. Uh, I would I would hate that. But I think, you know, 10 years in, I think Hastings has built a long-lasting effect here, and I don't think he wants to leave that. That's my gut. Maybe I'm wrong. But again, money talks, right? But we'll, yeah. we'll see. But I'm with you. Yeah, that makes me really nervous the hope is and again
0: maybe it's the homer it's probably the homer in me uh is is that he, I mean, he is well compensated for for the the ccha right and for minnesota state of all the the coaches here um and it, it it's a good amount of money but spence is right it's not what the big 10 could pay so you hope that, right? We say this a lot in Minnesota, quality of life, quality of yeah. life and, yeah. and happiness. Like, is his wife happy here? Are his is kids happy here? Is is it enough, right? That that he's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm happy here. Why why keep chasing the next thing?
2: Well, let me ask you this. Is it easier to recruit a really good, talented team in Mankato or in Michigan or University of Minnesota? Hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Because you've got, you know, they're bigger schools. There's more academic things to get in. You know what I'm talking about? Is it maybe easier? Scholarship money, maybe? At school. Scholarship money? Yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think the growth over the last 10 years here in at Minnesota State, though, and the, the steps forward they've taken in the NCAA postseason really says a lot. It's a great recruiting tool. The facilities they have down at the Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center are top notch, second to none. Uh, I don't think that's a. I don't. I don't know that that's tough. But like you said, the quality of, of life bit is good. Hastings has a great family. His wife Jean Anne is amazing. I really do think they like it here. I get the gut feeling thing, you know, where you're like, oh, that would be a gut punch. Um, I think what we need to be more worried about is with Augustana going Division One. The rumblings are that Todd Kanat, who is the associate head coach. Is uh, is is the guy that they're kind of eyeing up for that job? So we could see him mm. go get a, a a a head coaching job somewhere along the way, and he deserves it. He does deserve it. Right. Love to see him stay. Would love to see them ride that out and get the championship together. Um, but you know, everyone has goals in their life, and you shouldn't just hold back on them if if they're laying there right in front of you. So,
0: yeah, and to get your your first crack at a head coaching job like that that yeah. that's huge. That's yeah. yeah.
3: But Natter is a really important piece of that puzzle. I mean, he's right. been just lights out great. So yeah. it he'd be definitely sorely missed.
1: For sure.
0: They lost Aaron Blue, what, a couple of years ago, so you don't have him on the bench anymore either. So that, that you, you that you know, you kind of overlook those guys and you just look towards the head coach sometimes. But you're right, Gully, it's it's that whole yeah, <laughs> that whole package, because there's a lot to do with uh, you know, uh, scouting players and, and recruiting, and there there's that whole piece to college hockey that that people forget about. Yeah, and you know, they just tend to think of game day. Uh, TJ, you think we'll ha- have more butts in the chairs and more excitement uh, at the Civic Center next year because of this?
1: I would be interested to see what the numbers are like when they start selling off season tickets for the next year. I would be surprised if anyone said, "No, nah, I'm going to pass on my tickets from last year to this year." <laughs> it was um, okay <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna want a ticket for that first game they're gonna drop a few banners you know and and uh, that's gonna be pretty fun uh, uh i think we'll have more season ticket holders i think the, you know you, you've seen the culture change over the last few years where people used to come to town to watch the gophers when they were here or watch north dakota when they were here and now people come here to watch the mavericks play i mean yeah on a Thursday night in late December, before the first of the new year, we played Minnesota Duluth and sold the place out. And yep. I don't think that was just people coming to watch the Bulldogs. You know, I think they were here to watch Maverick hockey and people were home for the holidays. And with students gone at that time, they still filled up the student section with people because there were people in town that were like, here's my chance to go see this hey. hockey team. And uh, so, yeah, I think, I think the building will be rocking next season, every game. It'll be exciting! Very
0: fun. I'm yeah. already, I'm already looking forward to it, and it's months yeah. away. But, um, yeah, it, it I think it's going to be a blast. It, it was before anyway, but it's just, I think it's just going to raise it to a, a whole new level. Well, the ball guys out of toxin ball. I would think so. Let's talk Twins baseball. They got things off the ground. I was at the game at Target Field on Thursday. I found a non windy spot, so it was, <laughs> uh, it was all good. And it was so good to be back at the ballpark. Those first two games, and I know this is a terribly Minnesota fan thing to do, we could have won. We were so close. We had Sanchez hitting the ball to the wall for a possible walk-off in the ninth in the opener, and the wind knocks it down, blows it down, and we lose. And then the other game we lose because uh, I'm going to hang it on Rocco because he brings in... The doof, yeah, Duffy. Duffy doesn't have the makeup of a closer. I'm sorry, he's just he's not the guy you throw out there in that situation.
2: I think they found one though.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I think they found the guy.
0: Joan Duran
2: throwing what 102 at Target Field the other day. Wow, he's he lights out. It's I don't know how many strikes he threw in the games that he's been in, but it's a lot
0: dominating, and it seems like he's he has no nerves. He, he's the opposite of Duffy, right? He's he's not. He doesn't look like he's going to throw up at any given moment. Uh, he, he he doesn't care. And and uh, Rocco said as much that that the guys just he he just he's a flatliner. It doesn't matter if you bring him in in the seventh with nobody on, or the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded for for a save. And, and I think we've made, do you think we found our closer golly? I mean, the, I think this could be, the, I know he's just a rookie. You went on a freak out here, but.
3: Yeah. But I mean, you know, like you say, if, if, if he is as calm as he appears to be, that's what you want for that ninth yeah. inning where maybe, you know, you're, you're holding on to a one run lead and, you know, you gotta have, you gotta get everybody out. I mean, <laughs> from what I've seen, which isn't enough yet, but, uh, his stuff is nasty. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some nasty stuff.
0: What was that pitch? What's the crazy name they have for the, it? It's the got
3: splinker. The it's a splitter sinker.
2: It's, ah, uh, good luck. It's, hitting it's,
3: that. it's evidently kind of a newer, <laughs> weird pitch that he's got.
2: So which yeah. by the way, he he throws 96 miles an hour. <laughs> oh my which god. Which is crazy. Oh so my god.
3: All, I just pray that his arm doesn't come flying out of its <laughs> socket. Yeah.
0: you know. But, uh, uh, amen. Yep. Yeah. He's young. He's young. So you think he'd have a a rubber arm and lots of innings in there. But, um, geez, everybody's got at least one, if not two Tommy Johns. This, right? It seems like in the, in the uh, majors. Um, and then the uh, twins win the next two and then they played the Dodgers pretty close last night until the rain delay. And then I don't know if they had some warm milk and some turkey in the clubhouse during the the rain delay, but they came out and yeah, it it was not good no it was not good yeah yeah. so that's i don't know that that is what it is and and that was tough to watch i was just darting around between all the games uh checking in tj i know you were at the uh the x for wild and and they took care of edmonton last night
1: yeah 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 and edmonton's a real good team kind of a fun night i like to go and you know and and since i'm in the msu arena for hockey games quite a bit it's fun to go to a pro game or another college game and see how they do things and. Obviously, with Kirill Kaprizov wearing number ninety-seven and Connor McDavid wearing number ninety-seven, it was battle of the ninety-sevens, oh, yeah. and the whole theme of the night was nineties. So all the music was nineties music that they played. Uh, all of the graphics on the jumbotron and everything were all pixely and like they would have been from an old Nintendo game. And oh my god, it was classic. Nice. It was so much fun. Uh, and then the Wild just played great, man. You could see them set up plays, and the goals were beautiful, and the. The one that the Oilers got came on a a, a, a power play. Um, and that was when uh, Duhame went into the box, two for tripping. It wasn't a pretty goal. So it's kind of frustrating to see it. We we're like, ah, man, shutout for Talbot would have been nice. Talbot played lights out. He was like 27 of 28 or something like that. But that being said, I've been to two games this year, and Flurry sat on the bench for both of them. I really want to be at a game and watch him play, but I am yeah. two and O at wild games this year. If they want to send me some season tickets, you going, me yeah. going message to wild, get
0: the yep. date of the games. Yeah. Especially it was a lot of playoffs. fun, especially the playoffs. Uh, it looks right now like they'll finish maybe uh second. And, uh, uh, who, oh, yeah, I just heard who they were going to face. Can you help me out? Oh, the blues, right? I think I hear the, oh, uh, heard the too. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be all right. I, I think it'd be, be all right with that. Especially if you have some home ice, doesn't seem like we usually end up with home ice in the playoffs. Right?
1: Not usually. Mm, no. No, right, the blues are also one of those teams. Like we're saying, whenever the Mavericks play the Gophers, it doesn't matter what team you have and how nervous it makes you. The blues are like that for me with the wild. I'm like, Oh God, yeah, we have the blues. Here we go. Anything can happen. So I,
2: I, I agree with you, TJ, but I, I don't think we've had a better team ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, just not, not in the wild
3: era, that's for sure.
2: With the speed, the skill, the size they have, I mean, yeah. they can play any kind of style they want now. So, yeah. and I
1: mean, if you have, have two it. guys that step yeah. up one night and they're not there the next night, two other guys seem to step yeah. up, you know? Yeah. It was Hartman and Fiala last night, and yeah. they were phenomenal, you know? Yeah. And, and think, then one night, Kaprizov will have two goals and an assist. They're so.
2: still pretty good in the series. They're going to be really tough to beat in a seven game.
0: Yeah. But the big story, the big story is the team whose hoodie Spence is sporting right now, your tip win the uh, play-in game at Target Center last night. They could have lost it and still weaseled their way in, but they'd have had to play Phoenix, and you mm-hmm. certainly don't want that. But uh, they took care of business. They trailed in that game a couple of times, Spence, but uh, they were able to, to win on a night when Carl Anthony Towns Fouled out early and was just ineffective
2: anyway. How I mean, how do you script that? It's like at halftime, well before halftime, he's got he's on the bench, he's got four fouls. Then and he get, he picks up his third, he's on the bench. You're like, oh my God. With two of your best players in foul trouble at halftime against a really good team, you're like, oh, how are they gonna yeah, do it? But they I know but they're deep. You know, Beasley came up, Beasley was on fire, and oh, God, it was just Great to see in Vanderbilt with the all yep. the
0: rebounds he was pulling down. It's amazing. Ant and and Delo and uh, and then uh, kind of right uh, right around halftime or so, Gully runs out onto the court and glues his hand to the court. <laughs> it, was so it was why did you do that? Is something about Glenn Taylor? You're mad about his eggs or what is? Gully, shame on you! Why do you why do you do stuff like that? <laughs>
1: I've never seen anything like that I mean PETA has protested in many different ways but yeah we're at that wild game and i am we get on the, the <laughs> shuttle bus and I'm flipping through my phone on Twitter and I'm like is this real like somebody <laughs> glued their hand yeah. to the basketball court yeah why I, and funny? so I had to go back and watch them rip her hand off the court and you know and she's yelling you're gonna tear my skin well yeah we are We've got a basketball game to play. I I mean, I understand if that's, you know, your thing and you're going to protest that. But, man, that was one weird way to do it. (laughs) And she said it was remarkably easy to get on the court
0: in a nationally televised game. She just kind of she goes, yeah, there were there were cops and security and and, and, uh, personnel from the Wolves right there. But she just kind of. She just kind of walked her way right out there and just, just what she probably bumped into and did a Minnesota OPE and then Ope. just, oh, they, oh, sorry. And they moved for And then she, before you know, she's gluing her hand to the damn, uh, court. Uh, so what did what she, she used super glue. Was her hope, Spence, that they just stop the game and have to like cut the floor,
2: a hole in the floor or what was her oh, thought? I mean, they're there. I don't know how much she used. I didn't, I didn't see how much she used, but it's like, how did they, cause that stuff. And I've, Accidentally glued fingers together. That's a story for another time. <laughs> yes, <But> it is. <laughs> olive oil would have worked, by the way. But really, okay. Yeah, you know, I don't know how much they used or how fast they got out there because that stuff. I mean, honestly, eight ten seconds. It's going to be stuck for a while. But yeah. yeah. but I I don't know. Yeah, it was crazy. I wish well, it wasn't man.
1: gorilla glue. Yeah, All
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right. She'll probably get endorsements out of this now. Right. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> And what did your T-shirt said something about Glenn Taylor boils chickens live or something like
1: cooks? Yeah, yeah, it was a protest because, because of his, I mean, we don't have to get into the whole thing, but yeah, obviously it oh, hit one of his arms and, yeah. uh, you know, you get, you get that bird flu going around. And it was a lot of chickens though. I have to say that it was a lot of chickens. <laughs> Well, she didn't try to smuggle any into the building right or anything. Like,
2: I'd be free. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> you yeah. could have let him run free range on the court. That would have been more fun to watch. There than you. Know. Yeah. Blowing your hand to the court. The weird thing
0: is, she had a basket of chicken tenders in her lap right before she <laughs> hit the court. It so seems a little, little hypocritical. I don't know. Hey, okay, that's a wrap for the ball, guys. We'll catch you again next week. And uh, go, every sports team. All right. Go. Oh, go.